La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong. Bonjour, my rugby friends, and bonjour, Mike. Bonjour, bonjour. That's the whole extent of my French language used up in one sentence. <laughs> Never mind. I'm sure it would get better. And today, as usual, you will learn a new new word about French rugby. Great. I'm looking forward to that. Excellent. We'll see how good you are. <laughs> anyway, can you imagine? It's episode three of the French Rugby Connections already. Uh, time oh, flies when you have fun. Doesn't it just? I know. It's quite frightening, isn't it? It will soon be Christmas. <laughs> yes. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. Only in England, you already have yeah. a Christmas card and so on. I don't oh, think... I know. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? It's crazy. I don't think you have the same in France. No, I think it would be from November, uh, yeah, Christmas that, thing we start. Much okay. more acceptable. Yes. So, have you been? Have you been busy um, working on your French rugby book again? Yes, yes. I've, um, I don't know if we mentioned to the listeners in previous podcast, I'm writing a book about the French rugby hard men and also the, the French culture attached to rugby, um, which will hopefully be published next year in 2020. So uh, 2021 next year, isn't it? Not 2020. So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh, and which players do you have? You uh, you mentioned to me you had uh, Romain, Romain Tabac's father, you had Sela, you had yeah, yeah, Chabal. Yeah. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? I can remember Emile and Tamac's debut for France. And now I'm watching his son play, so it, it shows how old I am. But yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah, not about being old. It's about you know gaining experience. Oh well, I'm very experienced then. If age, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how are you, Veronique? I'm good. I'm very good. I've been busy as well, and um, as you know, I'm a marketeer, but I also do some uh, volunteering at cancer research. Mm -hmm. um, in Sunningdale twice a week and right now I'm helping on a campaign called Stand Up to Cancer okay. and uh, yeah we are organizing a really cool raffle and the first prize is damn it's not two tickets for what we can have with royalty but it's what getting close to royalty as well it's two tickets for the guards polo in Ascot oh wow so Yeah, yeah. So, Mike, you should pop there one day because some really high quality uh, sporting shirts, you know, and golf gear and jersey from Half Lorraine, Hugo Boss, and so on, you know. As long as, yeah. in, as long as they're an extra, extra large, I should be okay. <laughs> yes, they have actually. I was processing some the other day because, you know, when worth is just down the road. Yeah, you know, it's it all the rich and famous, isn't it? You know, uh, getting rid of their stuff. So, uh, yeah, you're very. Very posh area, isn't it? Yes, plenty of rugby men, rugby men living there. I think yeah, Johnny yeah. Wilkinson doesn't live too far from here. Oh, But I better are. stop. I'm going to keep my lips are sealed now. Okay, yeah, don't give too much away. Okay, moving on swiftly. So um, that was the second weekend of Top 14, and we'll have to wait for um, three weeks until the Top 14 comes back on 2nd of October. Yeah, that's right. And, and today, after, the, after we've reviewed the Top 14... We're going to talk about next week's um, European quarterfinals in the Heineken Cup and the European Challenge Cup. So um, there's plenty of French involvement in that. Excellent. Yes. Plenty uh, of clubs such as Toulouse, Toulon, um, yeah, refresh Racing, my memory, Bordeaux, Clermont. 
Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a fascinating weekend with six French clubs involved in the eight games. So uh, plenty of, of French presence there. That's absolutely amazing. That's a very, very immense. Uh, it, it speaks volume about the quality of uh, French rugby, yeah, which does. is slightly controversial. I know some of the listeners will say, oh, it's because they have lots of money, they're bringing uh, lots of French players. But actually, the, uh, the amount of... Um, foreign players are decreasing. I think. Yeah, I think now definitely. it's down to 40%. It used to be 60%. Yeah. So, yeah, it has yeah. dropped quite a lot. Yeah. Yes. And there is more investment from, you know, from Laporte et all as well to invest into um, grassroots rugby. Um, I can see him, you know, sometimes Laporte visiting some really, very small club because he wants to grow. He wants to grow, you know, rugby in France and. Yeah. Uh, the 2023 campaign, which was launched three weeks ago, is really going to um, yeah. to increase, you know, um, appeal and enthusiasm for yeah. um, for French rugby oh, and for international rugby. But uh, anyway, guess what? The French, okay, I know they are passionate. They've got flair. They don't really like listening to rules. <laughs> no comment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and what but, about uh, the rugby players? <laughs> yes, exactly. But you know what? Guess what? There was a, um, really a tsunami, an avalanche of uh, yellow cards and red cards. Yeah. So the first weekend, the French clubs collected 13 yellow cards and two red cards. And this weekend, Again, the same amount, 13 yellow cards and three red cards. So it's very... Oh, at least they're consistent then. <laughs> yellow each weekend. That's pretty good. But the red cards are increasing. So it's not uh, it's not yeah. very, very good. And what, I wonder whether there are so many, so many have been issued into the Premiership. I don't think they have, you know, definitely no red no. cards as far as I'm aware, except for... Except for um, for my friend uh, Owen Farrell in Saracen. Yeah, I mean it, it is the, it is the height of the tackle, isn't it? That is yes. that is causing all the all the problem. Very and, much so. And you know, in these days of concussion and yeah. you know the emphasis on on player safety, I guess mm-hmm. the players have just got to get into the mindset of you know. You, if you tackle above the shoulder, you're at risk of a red card every time. So mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, there will be a culture change where. Mm-hmm. You know they'll automatically go in lower, but um, you know it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because it's a contact game; it happens at speed, and and when you slow it all down, it looks often much worse than it is. But you know, I guess if we've got to get youngsters and kids interested in rugby, we've got to protect them and keep the head area safe. Yes, yeah, I agree. And you know, we'll go through. We'll talk about the racing. Uh, versus Montpellier, but the red card, you know, um, yeah. uh, given to Kurt Libille, you know, it was was a bit. Um, how could I say? Well, yeah, it was. A, it was nothing malicious again. Yeah, just yeah, a, I think it was a high issue, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what, what was your favorite game of the weekend? Ah, you know, I was right. I said to you last week, I was really, I was uh, rooting for uh, Stade Toulousain yeah. versus La Rochelle, and the Toulousain really didn't disappoint me. Um, so. It's been a very long time. It's been actually, it was uh, 182 days since the wow. uh, supporters were in Stadium Ernest Ballon, wow, which is a, a really, really, yeah, Ernest Ballon was a really friendly, intimate, quite old as well stadium, but there's yeah. a brilliant atmosphere. And they were, you know, they, they were very, very keen and happy to receive La Rochelle yeah, at I home. Bet. Yeah. 
you know what they say? Revenge is a dish best served cold. Because they got trashed by uh, La Rochelle on 24th of August for a pre-season friendly match. And the final score was 0.38. So, you know, the, the pride took a hit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I have to say, it was despite the fact it was a very, very, very hot day, it was scorching. I think it was 30 degrees. Oh, wow. In the afternoon, um, the uh, Stade Toulousain, you know, scored three tries. There were three tries from La Rochelle. A uh, beautiful try from Colby. My oh, I Colby. mean, that's, yeah. yeah uh, absolutely uh, fabulous player, isn't he? I mean, he's the sort of guy, you know, you really want to see in the game, isn't he? He's the guy you, you'd willingly pay money to go and watch and, you know, gets you on the edge of your seat, gets you leaping up. The guy is just... Absolutely magical, isn't he? Absolutely, and he's a very small player. I think it's yeah. one meter seventy-one, which is very small, a bit like me. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see, isn't it? These players like Shane Williams used to be, and Jason Robinson. You know, great yes. little players who, you know, just just set the game alight, don't they? And it proves even in this day of, you know, bulking up and weights, and you know, there's still room for for the little guy. Exactly. Um, and what I really like is, you know, rugby is very inclusive. You know, whatever yeah. your side, your height, there is a place for you. If I were to wear, to wear rugby, which position do you think I would be? <laughs> I think you'd be a scrum half. because you. Of quite, course. <laughs> you, I think you'd give it a lot of lip, you know. I think you'd be... You'd be in the referee's ear there all the time. I can definitely see you as a scrum half. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm a perfect high, I'm a perfect temperament. You know, a bit like... <laughs> Watch out Antoine Dupont. You could be coming for his place, eh? <laughs> yes, <laughs> one day in a parallel life, maybe. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you know when I watched you know when I I didn't watch of course I listened to the French radio again because uh, there's still there's still no French uh, there's still you know no no um, no tele yeah. televised match yeah. but you know when I was watching um uh, Colby you know I I thought you know of Eric Cantona. Oh, yeah, because Eric, of his yeah. uh, skills, of uh, Colby's skills, <laughs> his his beauty, yeah. and uh, and I remember that once you know Eric Cantona said that football football was an art in itself, and when I see Colby, you know, slaloming at such great speed and ease, you know, it's 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 a nice feat, you know. So, yeah. do 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 you remember Eric Cantona? Oh, it, oh uh... I remember him well. Yeah, when he played for Man United, I remember that kung fu kick he did on the. Crystal Palace supporter, wasn't it, in the crowd? And he got banned. And, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's such a character, isn't he? And, his, you know, the Stellar Artois adverts and his film roles. He's a, yeah, he's a real, real legend, isn't he? And after that conference, you know, after that uh, that incident, when he came back yeah. to the game, I remember he used to say, when the seagulls follow <laughs> the troller, it's because they think that sardine will be thrown <laughs> in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and everybody really sort of everybody thought he's some marvelous philosopher, didn't they? After that, sort of. Uh, oh, I've got another uh, great quote from him. I'm a big fan of Eric Cantona. The only time in my life when I supported Manu, now it's you know as an Arsenal supporter, 100. percent But Eric Cantona, Eric Cantona said something really true, which applies as well for rugby. He says, "You can change your wife, your politics, your religion." But you can't change your favourite football team. Uh, that is, yeah, that is that is very wise words. Yeah, I agree with Eric on that one hundred percent. Yes, 
And we could change, you know, fav favorite football team by favorite rugby team. Yeah. You know, once yeah, no, once you follow a team, it's for it's for life. Absolutely, yeah. They yeah. say, don't you? You don't choose your team; your team chooses you. I suppose so. <laughs> I suppose so. I will tell you later. You know which team uh, I'm supporting you know, oh, okay. when we go through the European okay. uh, quarterfinal. But anyway, back to Toulouse and Ernest Wallon and. Um, I have to highlight, you know, I, I forgot to mention about Ramos, Ramos as well. Oh, yes. very much, yeah, um, he seems informed, doesn't he? A wonder kid, you know, I think he kicked, was it 23 points from wow. his boots? Wow. Um, it's amazing, amazing player. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, Toulouse is looking very strong for the quarterfinal. And, uh, yeah. Uh, um, in summary, you know, La Rochelle as well, you know, we. Uh, we we still have to praise them because they fought really hard, but they did yeah. lack of discipline again. And um, yeah, it, it did. Unfortunately, you know, it's it was uh, detrimental for, for 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 the game. So, and you, um, which game did you enjoy the most, uh, Mike? I think the Racing against Montpellier. You know that mm. La, La Defense Arena is just such an incredible stadium, isn't it? It is yeah. unusual. Yeah, I don't know how they play because the kickers, when they're taking their kicks, I've got the screens right in front of them, uh, looking back at them. You know, you can see himself kicking the conversion or the penalty. It must be, must be really off-putting. But uh, it's, it didn't seem to put Racing off when, they, as you say, they won forty-one uh, seventeen, and uh, home debut for for Wallaby Kirtley Beal, which uh, which, as you mentioned earlier, didn't end. Uh, Particularly well, uh, he got a red card for a for a high tackle. But mm -hmm. I mean Montpellier, I really thought they'd come back fighting after after sort of such a, a dismal start. But but once again they uh, they were beaten. Um, Racing were you know on the game from the start, and uh, Teddy Irabaren is just seems to um, really call the shots, doesn't he? He's uh, mm -hmm. great great controller and sort of orchestra. Of the game, um, so yeah. Bad news for Paul, uh, for Montpellier as well is that Andre Pollard got injured uh, after forty-one minutes, an ACL injury, and he's going to be out of action for a for a few months. So, oh, yeah. you know what? That will hurt Altra a lot because he's is uh, um, according to Wealth Online. Um, he had to pay 1.5 million euros, you know, to get him. His contract wow. is worth. So he'll be out of action for a few months. So it's going to to hurt him. Uh, yeah. I really wish the best for Montpellier because they haven't really started that well. Yeah. They're bottom of the league right now. So I, I think they're going to play versus Cast last next time. So I'm okay. sure they will ramp up and so on. It's just a bad, you know, uh, going, they're going through a bad time. Yeah, but, I think they've got too much talent, you'd think, too. I mean, they're bottom of the table at the moment. All right, there's only two weeks in but you mm -hmm. know with the amount of talent they've got really you 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 think inevitably their their fortunes are going to change yes yes and again you know problem with discipline as well played a major part in the defeat yeah. uh yakuba got uh, yellow card oh, yeah, got 21 yeah. penalties yeah, and lot, once, yes one thing that Xavier Gabarjosa with their coach you know said uh, during the press conference uh, is basically was very uh, very matter of fact in his judgment and he said this is not what I call a good night yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's, right. <laughs> that's right Sherlock <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway tell me there was some pain in the Pyrenees for Agen 
Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, agents. So um, again, you know, they were trying to. They they they, they, they were playing um, against uh, Paul. Yeah. In uh, Le Hameau, uh, in the Les Pyrenees, and uh, something extraordinary happening with the um, section Baloise, which is poor right now, is very blanc because they are they are hitting, you know, the the the, the chart, the top of the, yeah. the table. They are yeah. number two this week. Something is working really, really well. Um, it could be because um, the team. Well, might have been. They were less impacted by COVID mm. in August, mm. and they were able to play all their friendly games prior to the top fourteen opening season. So maybe they were more in shape. Yeah. Um, and you said they were quite disciplined and strong in defence as well. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 From poor, whereas you know, Aja. Despite the fact that uh, the Wonder Boy Gabriel Ibitoy, yeah. Yeah, I would get him one day. He's due to uh, speak <laughs> on our f- podcast um, yeah. sometime. He's too busy, too busy with his hair at the moment. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> or supporting Arsenal. Arsenal is number yeah, one as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is great. But um, yeah, this uh, Aja, you know, did lack of discipline and it did cost them the match. And they got twenty penalties. And, and if you look at the stats, you know, uh, they only they only they were only in possession of the game forty percent of the match. So something oh, wow. to look at, yes. Yeah. So Good from stuff. Yes, from Agen, I'm afraid two defeat, uh, yeah. two a four, two um two wins, Racing two wins, hmm. and uh, and Montpellier uh, two defeats two as defeats. well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, interesting time, but it's only it's early days anyway. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. But I'm really pleased, you know, to see Paul, you know, uh, an outsider. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, being at the top with the with the big guy, so that's uh, that's good. So to what see. about Bordeaux, Begler, and Breathe then? Right, uh, it was tough, tough game for the uh, for the players. Uh, it was very hot, even if it was still being played in the evening. So I think the. Yeah. Uh, the players, even if they are used to playing in a hot condition, you know, still uh, put some some pressure on the body. And uh, uh, I understand you've got a very interesting fact about about this game. Yes, but I I um, need to find their names. I remember I heard as I said to you, I was listening to the French radio. It did mention that three. South African brothers were playing that game. I think two were playing oh, okay. for the the other one in brief. But I need to oh, get. Okay. I will let you know next week. I promise. You. Yeah, yeah. We look forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> but there was an article. I think one of the local paper, you know, read by by the team. I think it was brief. Um, but I will double check. Yeah. So it was a uh, very interesting. Can you imagine the parents? Hmm. hmm. Oh, who wow. Yeah. Who do we exactly? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a big South African presence, isn't there, in the top 14? Uh, I know Montpellier have got a big, big presence as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's certainly the the south of France seems to appeal to to the box. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, um, hey, um, w- hey, what about um, Claremont and Bayonne? Then I don't think anyone saw that result coming, did they? Yeah. Before I, I go and in, get into Bayonne, you know, 
just to finish off a brief. Yeah. I was rooting for brief because obviously I like brief. Uh, I interviewed, you know, Hayden Thompson Stringer last week. You know, yeah. he was born on 29th of December, like me. And <laughs> no, only joking. But no, he was a very uh, articulate and very down to earth and uh, player to, to interview. I enjoy that. And, um, and um, also, you know, I know some, some of the guys over there, some of my followers are. Um, uh, a part of brief as well. Um, so, but they were, you know, the frustrating things is that they were very, very close towards the end, you know, of winning. Yeah. Uh, they were playing against 14 men. The score was 22 20, and it was within their grasp, but unfortunately, you know, they couldn't seize this opportunity to oh, score okay. more points. But they're, you know, on top in the chart, you know, they're looking good and it's good as well for them, for their self esteem. They're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. But Bordeaux made, again, loads of mistakes and, uh, one of yeah. the yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the discipline is a massive issue right now. I think it's because they haven't played a, a rugby for six months, so now they're over, they are over excited, you know. So yeah. yeah, it's like some men, you know, being on a ship, you know, and they are uh, at sea, you know, for for six months, and then they arrive in a port, and then you know. <laughs> oh, I hope it's not quite as bad as that. <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. Not on that. Yeah, sense, but... yeah, yeah. I think maybe maybe this little break will give teams a chance to, um, you know, iron a few things out and and you know, kickstart again, and yes. uh, maybe we'll see some some uh, different results coming through. Mm-hmm. That's right. So the next game was Bayonne versus Whoa. Clermont. Did you can tell me more about it? Because I know you like Clermont. Well, I keep looking at the results, thinking I must have misread it. It was it was Bayonne twenty one, Clermont ten. I thought, no, this must be wrong, or it's half time, or something. So, that, you know, it's got to be the surprise of of the weekend. And I can't imagine what the scenes must have been like in Bayonne on Saturday night. Absolutely, you know, you know the Basques would have gone absolutely mental, won't they? They're really, you know, it's. Uh, um, I know the Claremont coach. Um, is, I can't remember his name. Um, is it Hugo? Ezema. Hugo Mola. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I know he. I I heard he was very angry at the loss, uh, understandably, and he and he felt his players didn't didn't play well enough. They were lacking enthusiasm, and from what I can gather, there was certainly a, an eagerness to win from from Bayonne. But I mean, that's a that's a huge scalp for them. Um, and I think the one it. Uh, in the last five minutes of the game, uh, Maxime uh, Delonka, I think, yes, um, that's scored him, a try. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Bayonne will be living off this result for the rest of the season. <laughs> but, uh, they uh, will milk it as much as they can. And the, the Clermont coach, actually, is a... Uh, sorry, my mistake. It's not Hugo Moula. It's uh, Azima. Sorry. Azima. <laughs> that's yeah, I wasn't sure how you pronounce it. I, was, I nearly said eczema from that. That's, that's a skin condition, isn't it? I don't know if I've upset the guy. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no certainly comment. Claremont are going to have to pull their socks up quite literally if they when they play Root Brassing yes. in the Heineken Cup at the weekend. Um, but you know they've got everything to play for now, haven't they? They must be. Uh, they'll be feeding them raw meat there down in the Auvergne this week. Yes. Yes. Oh dear. Cast versus Saint Francais. You know, there was another game that took place um, last week, and I'm so pleased. You know that the Stade Francais is back, and you know they were really raring to go after their match last weekend. You know, was um, rescheduled for the 26th of September against um, Bordeaux because obviously yeah. you know they had. 
Uh, they got uh, 27 of the players infected with COVID. Yeah, that's over. right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, now they seem to be in good form. They wanted to make their mark, prove a point, and uh, they, yeah, they they got the result they wanted. You know, they won. Mm. They won the the, the game. Um, Castro again showed the lack of discipline. Um, um there was however you know there was strangely enough there was not a red card for stade francais for aloa emile but mm. uh, despite that you know they were stade francais players were extremely focused and they were very good at defending and strong in work so welcome back uh, stade francais it's nice yeah. to see you again or to hear I, you again <laughs> i mean discipline has, has been the the watchword hasn't it throughout the opening two weekends it really yeah. has had a big big effect on on the results and uh, talking of that um, Toulon played Lyon Toulon won 36-14 but five yellow cards for Lyon I mean that's that's just incredible isn't it I mean mm-hmm. how can you you can't possibly win a game can you with five yellow cards it's incredible it's what did they, they probably lost uh, focus? You know, they were very, very keen. They were motivated again, but um, yeah. yeah, they need to go back to the drawing board and try to to analyze. You know, why why so many? What went wrong? And it was mostly you know in the second half as well. Yeah. So yes, we'll see. It will be interesting for the third weekend because it's going to. We have to wait three weeks. You know, top four team yeah. will be back on the second of October. But on the 26th of September, there should be a match between Stade Francais versus Bordeaux. So, Excellent. Yes. So let's talk about uh, the quarterfinal. Yeah, big. I mean, this has been a long time coming, aren't they? These matches were supposed to have, have taken place in uh, in March, April time, I believe. You know, so it's been a been a long wait. As I mentioned earlier, you know, six clubs involved in the um, in the eight games. I'm starting off on Saturday at uh, the Stade Marcel Michelin. Claremont face Racing 92, given their full title in the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup, Heineken Champions Cup. We've got Roman Poit in charge, so we know it's a big game when Roman turns up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they've met on five occasions in, in the Heineken's Cup, and Racing have won three times. And when they met in the knockout stages, um, in 2011, um, Claremont won that game, 28-17. So, which, if you look at form, which way it's, it's going to go, um, I don't know. Um, last time the, the teams met in the Heineken Cup was the 1st of April 2018, mm-hmm. and that was in Claremont, and, and Racing won 28-17. So, Very um, I close. Think, yeah, I think this is going to be going to be a cracking match, actually. And, and the winners of this game will play away in the semi-finals against the winner of Leinster against Saracens. So um an added incentive there. Um you know I think I think that one's that one's gonna be a cracker. But also on Saturday in the in the lesser tournament, if you like, the uh, the Challenge Cup, Bordeaux Begler, they face Edinburgh in the start Chaban del Mas, is that how it's pronounced? Yes, Chaban del Mas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that uh, I fancy Bordeaux to to win that, but Edinburgh have been quite useful in the in the Pro 14. Um, they've played each other four times actually in in the Challenge Cup in, in previous seasons. Um, last time they met, 
Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Do you know, do you know yeah. why and what uh, was been uh, what was the outcome? Um, let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, they well, the last time they met was actually in January this year because they were in the, in the same pool and Bordeaux Begler won thirty two seventeen at at the same venue, the Stade Chaban Delmas. So, um, yeah, maybe it'll be a home win for Bordeaux. But uh, the winners of that then will be at home in the semi-finals of the Challenge Cup to either Bristol or the Dragons from Newport. Oh, interesting. Now, now, give you time for a bit of tea, and then we come out to the 8 o'clock kickoff. And this is the one I'm really interested in at um, the Stade Mayol between um, Toulon and my the club where I was born, or the club where I came from, Scarlet's. Oh, now Scarlets have reached the quarterfinals and the semi-finals of the European Cup, either the Challenge Cup or the or the Champions Cup, eleven times, but they've never reached a final. So um, everybody in West Wales is hoping that uh, that this will be the uh, this will be the the time. Um, they've actually played each other nine times in Europe. Toulon and Scarlet, and Scarlet and uh, Toulon have won uh, seven of those. So um, you know they've certainly got the upper hand there. But there again, four out of the five last meetings have only been decided by three points or less. That's very very close. So, so anything could happen. Yeah, and they met. Um, they always seem to end up in the same pool, whatever tournament they're in. So there's a real connection now between. The uh, Toulon fans and the Scarlets fans. The Scarlets fans go over and they're entertained, you know, in restaurants and cafes by the local uh, supporters, and a lot of friendships have have built up. I have such a good memory from um, um, being entertained by the supporters from Toulon when yeah. I went to see uh, Sarah, um, yeah, Sarah Sen playing uh, Pou- uh, Toulon in 2016. And, oh, okay. Oh, that was absolutely amazing, you know. I met yeah, a, they do seem to be, you know, really great rugby people. Yeah, I met Pilou as well, Pilou Pilou. Oh, yeah, yeah. had a picture yes. with him, I spoke with him. Actually, oh, fabulous. he wrote a book as well. Oh, did he? Yes, yeah, that's right. And uh, his job is, of, you know, he, he does the... the, the, the the cry war, you know, you see yes, as, a, yes. uh, as a volunteer because he's got uh, Toulon uh, blood in his veins. But his, um, his job is actually, uh, he's a tattooist. Oh, okay. And he's done a few tattoos, you know, for Bastaro and so on, you know. So. Has he done any for you? Or? <laughs> no, my body, oh, okay. my body is free of tattoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Too much information. Well, we'll, we'll take your word for that. On that note, can we, we are going to move on to... Yeah, right, let's move on to Sunday then. Sunday, um, Leicester play Castra in the Challenge Cup. and But the big game of the day is undoubtedly the Champions Cup semi-final between your boys Toulouse and Ulster. Um, that's at the start, Ernest Wallon. Is it Wallon or Vallon? Vallon. 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 
Uh, Wayne Barnes is coming over to referee that one, so you always know uh, the big games when you when you see Wayne in charge. And uh, Wayne can speak French, which is good. Not like yeah. uh, not like some rugby. No, uh... Yeah, no, don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go <laughs> I know. There. But the, the you don't want to get banned. You, you don't want to get banned by him on Twitter again. No, you only just that's okay. He's, he's too busy. He's got his cows to look after. <laughs> well, look, Toulouse. Have, this is interesting. Toulouse have won just three of their nine matches against Ulster. So um, you know, not many teams have got that sort of ratio of wins against against Toulouse, but you know, it shows what a great pedigree Toulouse have got. They're reaching the knockout stage for the 18th time in their history, which is the most of any club uh, alongside Munster. So um, you know, Ulster have also got a very poor record in quarterfinals. They've only won two of their six previous quarterfinals. So um, you'd, you'd fancy to lose at home for this one, wouldn't you? Oh yes. Yeah. Well, interestingly, the last time they played in Toulouse, which was the twentieth of December, twenty fifteen, Ulster won twenty five twenty three. So, um, but I think I think Toulouse have, have improved an awful lot, a uh, lot since then. And of course, the winners of this game, even more of an incentive, they got a home semi final against either Exeter. Or Northampton, so um, you know that they, they. I think if they get past Ulster, they really must fancy their chances of, of, of going all the way. So you know, a fabulous weekend of, of rugby, and for people who haven't got um, uh, cable television or subscriptions mm-hmm. to the channels that show these games, to lose against Ulster is actually on Channel Four. I saw that. I think it's great, great news because yeah. we want to. Show a great rugby matches. Yeah, you know, I think this um, is the match of the tournament. Yeah, yeah. and pl- and just to remind listeners, it's at one thirty. So you know, don't turn up at three o'clock with your glass of red in your hand because you'll have missed it. So one thirty kickoff. One thirty kickoff. Okay, and it's on Channel Four. Yep. Okay, that's brilliant. Now, is is it great when the uh, games rugby matches are, are shown on terrestrial TV oh, and not absolutely. behind a, a, a paywall? Because um, you know it, it does, it does so much good, you know, for for the sport. Absolutely. So, well, there's an interesting. We haven't got much international news this week, but one bit of news is that Wales's home games are going to be shown on Amazon Prime. I saw that as well, and to be yeah, honest, yeah, which you... was a, yeah, a bit of a bit of a sort of different different setting. But um, they've obviously got a good deal out of that. The only thing I can say is if you can't afford that. The matches are being shown in Welsh on S4C, which is the, the Welsh language channel, which you can get on BBC iPlayer. So um, there's a little tip for you. That's an excellent <laughs> tip. You know, I mean, my Welsh is not good enough. but <laughs> No, but you know, I mean, the funny thing is my French isn't brilliant. Um, but, okay. but you watch some of these games in French and, you know, if you're a rugby lover, it's surprising what, what you can pick up even without understanding the language. Absolutely, and let me test you on that, my friend. Oh, no, I was waiting for that. that was <laughs> we didn't even rehearse that, Lee. So, how, how, uh, how do you translate uh, number eight? Well, I would it, I would just translate it literally as numero we. Oh, gosh, you are too good, yes. yes I'm, almost, I'm, almost, I'm almost fluent, aren't I, now? Three, you are. You podcast, are. podcast, you know. Yes, and fa- oh, but one a bit more difficult because that one was so easy. Okay. Is... Can I find a friend? 
Um, wing. How do you say wing? Don't go into Google Translate, please. No, no, no. Don't. I think I know this. I'm not sure if this is Welsh okay. or French, but I think it's Allié. Allié, Allié, that's Allier. correct. Allier. That's very yeah. good. That's very good. Okay. I have to, uh, I will get, it will, it will get more complicated. We we'll go through the position. Yeah, I have a and feeling then, you might, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Excellent. So I think we've we've pretty much covered everything, haven't we? We have indeed. And just to give you feedback, you know, in terms of who is leading in the top 14. So Racing at 92 is topping the top 14, followed by Po, which is a great surprise because yeah, nobody were expecting them to do so well. Brive, I'm so happy because Brive is always one of the clubs that people tend to deride a little bit. Yeah. Um, and they are, you know, they've got so much, um, so much passion, and they've got um, an excellent coach as well. Um, the uh, Northern um, Irish, uh, oh, Jamie, Jamie Davinson as well. So there's lots, oh, lots yes, of good yeah. things happening. Yeah, yeah it's great we, to see. Yes. And then we have the, you know, the usual suspect, you know, we've got uh, uh, four, five, six, we've got uh, Toulouse, Toulon, Clermont, Stade Francais, Bordeaux, which was the rating number one, is lagging a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, Castres, La Rochelle, Bayonne, Agen, Lyon and, and Montpellier. So the, the, the surprising factors are... Uh, uh, Lyon and Montpellier, you know, lagging. But it's yeah, only it's so early days. It's only day two, so yeah. And we still have twenty-four uh, weekends you know, to go to go through. So things will change. Wow, twenty-four weekends, and then we'll be in Paris for the final. I mean, what a what a great occasion that always is. It will. Final, yes. It Smash will. It. We'll do our French rugby connection podcast uh, directly from from the uh, start of France. Exactly. And we'll be also hand over, you know, uh, the bouclier <laughs> maybe with Bernard Laporte <laughs> and so on. <laughs> Your friend Bernard. And, uh... My friend, yeah. We'll have a sing song. <laughs> yeah, no, please don't. Maybe not. Okay. Well, lovely to chat with you. Uh, yeah, and you, Veronique. Yeah, have a... a great weekend. And, and to all the listeners, have a great weekend. Enjoy your rugby and, uh, and stay safe. Yes. And speak to you next week again. This morning. Ok, bye. A bientôt. A bientôt. Au revoir. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche ding-ding-dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum.